unveiling the secrets A-list copywriters use to make themselves and their clients millions. This is the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. Welcome back to the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. David, how are you doing today? Nathan, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited about this week's. I'm almost always excited about this week's episode, but this week in particular, uh, this is something that I struggle with sometimes. So I was glad when you said, hey, let's brainstorm on some ways to solve this problem. So without any further teasing, I'm going to hand it over to you and let's just jump into it. Okay. So this is the problem Nathan was talking about. Sometimes when you're doing a funnel or you have a limited space or a limited number of characters to start your sales process, you have no choice but to use short copy. We all run into that situation, even if we prefer long form copy. But then we run into this brick wall, the time and difficulty of actually writing short copy that works. Why does it take longer to write a good Google ad or a powerful 280 character Twitter X post than it takes to write a couple of pages of copy. It's maddening when it takes longer to write only a few words than it takes to write an entire short sales page. And it hardly makes any sense either. Today, we're gonna look at why shorter takes longer and some ways you can come to peace with this infuriating situation and save some time in the process. But here's how you can save wear and tear on your soul. Just remember that copy is powerful. You're responsible for how you use what you hear in this podcast. Most of the time, common sense is all you need. But if you make extreme claims, and if you're writing copy for offers in highly regulated industries like health, finance, business opportunity, you may want to get a legal review after you write and before you start using your copy. My larger clients do this all the time. So in the beginning, it should take longer to write short copy. It, it should. And when you do it right, it will not only be better short copy, but the short copy will be better than the long copy you write on the same subject. Now, this isn't forever but this is when you start to use a process we're gonna talk about that will eventually speed things up for you. I have a client, very successful, once he stopped writing copy for other people and put together a business with a partner, he had a business that rolled out a million dollars in sales the first month, okay? Wow. Yeah, and before that he was writing a lot, a lot, a lot of emails. And, you know, sometimes he'd be told to write a short email, but they, these were tracked very carefully. They, it just wouldn't perform. And then one day, and I, I think he came up with this, or maybe I suggested it, or maybe it was just, maybe it was under pressure. He had to come up with a short email and he really needed to make it work and he wanted to try something different. I don't remember the reason, but what he did is he took a long email that was performing well and he boiled it down. So he already had a winner, and then he just wrote a more concentrated version of it. And it performed better than the long email. Hmm. Not because it was shorter, but I think because he'd gone through the process of really 
really thinking through and figuring out his sales argument. And then re remember, Nathan, the old Joe Carbo RCA principle, you write, you create the biggest radio, best radio you can, then you keep taking parts out of it until it doesn't work. Of course, that's just a metaphor. I'm not sure you can really do that, <laughs> especially since these days, the entire radio is on a small microchip. But, you know, the, the, the idea is that maybe you need to do the complete, you know, bells and whistles thing uh, ahead of time. I'll give you a, another example, too. And this is from one week ago. I'm working with a client, very good client, very successful copywriter, has made millions for his clients. And he was working on a series of stories. And these were like stories out of my book, The Persuasion Story Code. They are very specific stories, little mini case studies. And he, he wrote it and it was great technically because it had all these details but since they were going to be delivered spoken and you can sometimes think of short copy and is the equivalent to spoken words even more than other copy because people's attention span is kind of not the same when they're listening most people as when they're reading and so we had to go over it and again pull out the details that were you know, Im important in, in terms of proof and logic and thoroughness and completeness to boil it down to something a little more visual. I mean, do you ever notice that, Nathan, how the short copy tends to be more visual and visual images, they contain more information, but they're less words. I don't, I don't quite know how to explain that. Yeah, I have noticed that. What's coming to my mind is a previous guest that we had Bill Schley, the microscript rules. Yeah. He talks a lot about, about the power of boiling down just to like the five or six key words that will really paint that picture for you. And a lot of times the visual aspect of that, what does this look like? What is this? How do I visualize this and boil that down into just one concept that makes it really easy for people to see the big picture? I'm kind of grasping at straws there, but that's what it reminded me of when you said No, that. that's great. Uh, and that's a really good example. What Bill says is it's not what they hear, it's what they repeat. And if you think about it that way, I mean, if you've written a 16-page sales letter and it makes millions, that's great. But how many people, other than the handful of people I know who have photographic memories, how many people are going to be able to repeat it? I'm also reminded of, I think it was Mark Twain that said something along the lines of, I would have, I would have sent a shorter letter, but I didn't have the time to write one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so my idea is that our brains, you can train your brain to do this. And I think I have to some degree trained mine, but our brains are generally not set up to see the entire array of benefits and features and then prioritize them and pick them out. And sometimes I do need to see it all spread out on a table on, on a big mind map or, or even sometimes I use Milanote, which is sort of a, a storyboard outlining app that I subscribe to, to do that. Because sometimes you can't see the big picture in your mind. It's too detailed. And if this thing over here, and I'm sort of in the upper right for people who aren't watching 
connects with this thing down here, which is in the lower left, I may not be able to visualize that in my mind, but I can see it when I'm looking at something written down. And so, yeah, you might be able to come up with a few, for a few short words, but are they the right few short words? You'll kind of know that if you've written it out, thought it out, drawn it out, right? Yeah, so let's get into it because I find a lot of times when I'm going through and editing my copy, sometimes I'll ch I'll be wiping out entire sentences. Sometimes a third of a sentence will just get chopped off, and I'm like, man, that sentence had way more words than it actually needed. I don't know why when I was kind of just dumping it onto the paper, I decided to make the sentence twice as long as it needed to be, but definitely when I'm going through and editing stuff down, I, I realize... I'll sometimes chop a sales message down by a third or almost half sometimes. Sure, because if sometimes if you've done enough research and enough thought before you write, your writing is like free writing. You're just in a flow state and you are, you're just getting out there and you're saying what's on your mind and you might repeat yourself in a way that's not effective from a sales point of view, or you might take 20 words to say two just because you're not constantly editing yourself. So what's what's the old um, Hemingway dictum? Write drunk and edit sober, right? Yeah. So let's get into some of the ways that people can do that. Okay. So the first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to say is one, one thing you need to do with short copy is not try to get too much information in. I mean, if you've got a funnel... You've got steps, and it's like what Eugene Schwartz said about the headline. The job of the headline is to get the prospect to read the first sentence. The job of the first sentence is to get the prospect to read the second sentence. So when you've got, like, let's say a Google ad or a Facebook ad, I've seen people, especially when they're um, a little insecure and nervous about making a sale, try to make their whole sales pitch in the ad. Now, mm -hmm. if you think of a think of a car salesman and you you walk into the dealership and you say, "I'd like this Lamborghini." He says, "Well, uh, we got a 3-year warranty. It's $450,000. Will that be cash or credit?" That's kind of not going to work. I mean, maybe for a really impatient buyer who knows exactly what he wants and those were the only questions on their mind anyway. Okay, maybe. But you know, usually there's a conversation, there's questions. There. So what you need to do in that short copy is don't try and close the sale because that blows up. Unless, well, there, 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 is, there is one um, exception to that, which, which you mentioned when we were brainstorming this, which we'll probably get into a little later. But for the most part, what you want to do, you just want to sell the click. All you need to do is set up the idea. And maybe that's the hard part, figuring out, okay, where's the prospect now when they see that, okay, so if it's a Google ad, they probably put in some search terms. So there's something on their mind. What do they need to see to go, oh, I want to, and really, I want to find out more about this. Or maybe I, I want to find out what this is or how to get it, or if it's for real. But you sort of want to create a sense of, wonder combined with urgency and desire, right? Yeah. So I started out my career way back in the day when Sirius first came into being at Sirius Satellite Radio. 
Oh, I, I thought you were talking about Sirius the Galaxy. The, the dog star? No. When I first started writing sales copy, it was for 15-second spots in radio ads. And we so had- so you're, you were writing ads to get people to try or subscribe to Sirius with 15-second spots, right? No. Well, to Sirius and to Sirius subsidy subsidiaries, uh, um, uh, umbrella companies or whatever, but also Uh for sponsors writing 15 second spots for sponsors of shows. And we had 15 seconds. So you had to call out, grab the attention, address the desired outcome that people are looking for, and then quickly jump into, if you want more information, head on over to sponsors website. And we had to be quick about it. And I realized we had we sold 15-second spots, 30-second spots, and minute spots. And the minute spots never performed as well as the 15-second spots. And really? Yeah, because a lot of times, the especially if they were live reads, the host would start to ramble. They'd start to try and do the selling in the minute-long spot. They'd try to sell the offer rather than just sell the click. And... It never was impactful. It it was never as impactful as the 15 seconds. Hey, if you're this type of person looking for this type of solution, go check this out for more information. That always worked better, but it was it took a while before we got that template down. Call out, address the desired or the desired result, and then click here or go here for more information. That worked so much better for the money. We were watching people that paid less for the 15 second spots get more clicks, more results than the people that paid for the one-minute spots. Okay, that's interesting. So you, you developed the formula, call out, um, talk about the desired outcome, and give them a link or a place to go, a click, a phone number or something. So once you had that template down, how hard was it to figure out those three elements, or at least the first two elements? The... First element, usually the client had a good idea of the second element, the what is it that they're really after. That one usually took a while of, of digging and, and going more than two or three levels deep. But once we got it, we got it. And the template just worked over and over again. And I still use it with some of my other clients whenever they're advertising on pod- podcasts today, have the same problem. Podcast hosts don't know how to deliver a quick lift message they want to do the selling as well so we have to do a lot of training with podcast hosts nowadays hey call out the person call out the solution that they're looking for and then just direct them where to go next don't do the selling in the in the ad read yeah that's interesting um wow and 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 i'm thinking that same formula is going to work in a google ad isn't it very similar yeah it's any type of ad where I think we've gotten spoiled as copywriters where we can have a sales page that takes 45 minutes to read and a sales page that takes five minutes to read and we pay the same amount no matter what to host that page. So I think we've kind of gotten lazy as copywriters. But yeah, when it comes to, hey, you've got to grab somebody's attention and get them to where, get them from where they're at right now to where you want them to go. Just a real simple boil it down to, hey, this is who this is for. This is what you get. And if you want more information, go here. And it, it works great. Yeah. And I was alluding to this before, but I had a client. I had some Facebook ads I'd written that were performing really well. We were getting like 2 3% conversion on 
a five six hundred dollar offer and but this this guy got nervous and he decided to try to close the sale in the facebook ad big mistake and the ads just stopped not only that he got banned from facebook he, he got kicked off because he, you know he was making ridiculous unsupported claims anyway yeah do what we're suggesting all right so where do you get that first part now you said your clients usually knew how to call people out and you know if if you've been in a market for a while you do know that if you're new to the market and a lot of copywriters are right a lot of us take on a new client and they're, it's new market or even if it's the same market but it's a different product where do you go well the a good place to start for the beginning is top of mind top of mind is you know what's a person thinking of so okay we're we're recording this in very end of august if I'm in Florida, hurricanes are top of mind, right? There are lots of examples of, of these things, and it depends on your market. But it's a good way to start working on your headline or your first sentence of your short copy. And the more where you start matches with what they're already thinking, the more likely it is that they'll read and take action. I like to think of a saying that I heard about politicians a while back. It was, they don't start movements they find a parade that's already in motion. They jump out in front of it and then lead it in the direction that they want it to go. Yep. That's very much the, where, where is their attention already at? Okay, I'm going to go meet them where their attention is, and then I'm going to lead them where I want them to go. That's really well put. Yep, and that's true. All right, so let, let's talk about Robert Collier. And he had a saying, enter the conversation already going on in their mind. That's just what you said. And... So that plus top of mind, news, politics, the world in which they live, you know, whatever they don't have in regard to that, that they want, that you can provide, that's a good place to start, right? I want to ask your question about this because I've had trouble sometimes since we're talking about shortening your copy down. I like to do like news hijacking. This is a really popular story right now and I can tie it into a lesson and then that lesson convinces people, hey, you know what? This is what I should be doing. Uh, yeah. I should be buying this particular product. But sometimes it's a stretch. And sometimes I have to really massage. And sometimes I get almost to the part where I'm going to write the transition into the offer. And then I'm like, man, it took me eight paragraphs to get here. And I don't know if I can shorten this down. So sometimes it's a hard, it feels like a shoehorn trying to take where the prospects already paying attention to and then yeah i mean it over to where i want them to go yeah can you give me an example let's say elon musk does something and everybody's talking about it or donald trump does something or joe biden somebody of notable status does something and everybody's talking about it and i'm like well that's something people are paying attention to so i want to turn it into an advertisement for a health supplement and then i have to go into well, you saw Joe Biden stumbling over his words. You know what helps you avoid stumbling over your words? This new health supplement. Or you saw Elon Musk is trying to get ready for a fight with Mark Zuckerberg. You know what helps get in fighting shape? This, this, and this. The idea is there. Grab what people are paying attention to and use it to sell mm -hmm. the supplement. But sometimes it takes a long time to get there and... I ask you this because I see you do these seamless transitions over and over again where 
what I would take four paragraphs to do, you tend to do it in one sentence. Well, some people say this is the result of having a dirty mind. Like you see two people together and you automatically expect they're a couple, you know, and you start mm. thinking. Of, and I don't know if I want to say whether I do that or not. But yeah, I mean, I do have that kind of mind, though. And so maybe it's training. Maybe it's just my nature. So, you know, OK, so let's let's say you've got a creatine or some kind of bodybuilding supplement, right? You say Elon Musk needs to win to, to beat Zuckerberg's ass. Right. That's, don't use this in a Facebook ad, by the way. <laughs> don't even think of using this in a Facebook ad. But you might use it in a Twitter ad. Okay, so for um, for Joe Biden, if if you had a, like one of these brain focus supplements, you could say the cure for Joe Biden's brain lapses. Right now, I want to say right away, I don't recommend either of these things. These were for entertainment purposes only. And I sure as shit hope that they stay there. <laughs> yeah, but I have noticed, though, it is it is a skill that I've had to learn to not have a eight paragraph story that leads into the transition. And I do notice that you are very good at boiling stuff down really to the point and getting straight to it without it feeling rushed. Yeah, thanks. I mean, the key thing you just said is it's a skill. It's something you can learn. And skills aren't always easy to learn, and they take a lot of time and a lot of failure. I mean, I've come up with some real stinkers, believe me. Mm -hmm. This last point that you made, I have, I have a question about. You said uh, it's not so much to solve the problem as it is to make them feel understood and or offer them hope. And this goes back to what we were talking about earlier. We're not selling the the whole thing in the ad. We're just selling the click. And you make a note that the easiest way to sell the click is not to lay out the full solution, but just kind of give them a, a sense of hope. And if you click here, we'll fulfill that hope. I wanted to get your, your thoughts on expanding that. Yeah. I, I think in terms of credibility, and, and you need credibility. You need people to believe what you're saying if you want them to act on what you're asking them to do. You need to have some kind of proof or some kind of possibility of proof. So if you say you're going to solve the problem, if you, or if you say your product solves the problem and you've only got 280 characters, if you, you've only got four lines of a, a Google ad, what's it, 35, 25, 25, and a... You can't do that. I mean, unless you're writing in mathematical symbols and only mathematicians would understand that proof. But what you can do that offers at least the potential for proof is giving them hope that this is possible. And in order for them to find out how it's possible, they need to click. Now, if they feel like you understand their problem and you feel like you understand their problem well enough to possibly have a solution, then they'll go, yeah, I want to check that out. I want to see. Okay, sure. I think that's really powerful. You can't go into your backstory about why you're a trusted professional who has 15 years of experience and that's why you should be trusted. You can't go into eight different testimonials or white papers or examples of this working. You've got 10 seconds to make your point and get people to trust you enough to click. And I think that Stephen Covey says... Seek first to understand, 
than to be understood. If you can make people feel like you understand them in those first three sentences, the likelihood of them clicking over. So yeah, it's not, yeah. not so much about solving the problem, but making them feel understood and then yeah. telling them, hey, I've got a solution. Yeah, we're going to have someone on as a guest in the near future who has spent nine figure in ads as a performance marketer, like $200 million. And it all has to do with making people feel understood. So we'll talk about that. You know, there, there's, there's one other thing. I, I know we're running long, but I, I, I would love for you to talk about the one situation where you can close the sale with very short copy. And that was the affiliate offer where, where you were sending a sequence of emails and the one that worked was like one third the length of the other four. So you do have this one example that where short copy actually closes the sale, does the complete sale, and it's a very special set of conditions. Could you talk about that? Yeah. So I first discovered this writing an affiliate offer for a friend of mine who was also a client at the time. And we had a lot of overlap in our audience. So my audience already knew, like, and trusted this guy. But when I was writing the email sequence, it was, it was a weekend long. It was a Thursday through Sunday push. And so I had a Thursday email, a Friday email, and I didn't have a Saturday email. And then I had two Sunday emails. And so I was kind of burnt out. I had written these long story emails about if you're in a burning building and you need to find the solution or if this crazy wacky scenario happens and you're looking for this solution. I'd written four emails like that that were very hard selling emails. And by the end of that process, I still needed a Saturday email and I was just burnt out. And I was just like, so I sat down and I said, look, you already know this guy, you know, how great his stuff works. And you know that if you order now, you're going to get all of these bonuses that I have for you as well. I really don't have the energy to write a long email selling this thing. If you want it, just click here and get it. And that was the extent of the email. And usually my last email, the, the hour before doors are closing, get in before this is gone for good. Th those are always the emails that convert the best on this sequence that really short, it was four sentences. Hey, you know this guy, you like him, you trust him, you know his results. If you order now, you're going to get all of these bonuses that I have for you. I'm wiped out. Just click the link and buy. That was the one that had, it had an 18% conversion rate and just knocked every, it, it made me the top affiliate for that offer off of that one email. And uh, I was kind of shocked by it, but it's the one that worked. It was just a real quick, short, hey, you're looking for this result. You know you can trust this guy. You're also going to get this stuff. Click here and get it. And it works like gangbusters. Yeah, so that's the one situation where you might want to try short copy. And obviously, this was like more than 15 or 20 words. This is more than a 15-second spot probably. But mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I think maybe you could do that on a Facebook ad. You know, if it, you're in a situation where your listeners, your friends, Facebook friends know you, know the person you're selling to. And if you're doing like a series of posts or just emails like you're talking about. But it was weird because it was one of the things that breaks the rule. We say if you're doing short copy, don't try and sell in the copy. Just try and sell the click. 
I wasn't even trying to sell the click. I was just like, hey, just buy this thing. You know this guy. You like this guy. You trust this guy. You're also going to get this. Here's where to buy. And it worked. And I was just like, whoa, what happened here? It was like a glitch in the matrix. <laughs> well, um, a very happy glitch in the matrix. Maybe the top affiliate. All right. So let, let's recap. First of all, is natural in the beginning and maybe for a long time for a short copy to take longer to write than long copy. I mean, one thing is when you know what the elements are, like you did with the 15 second spots for the Sirius radio subsidiary, then it didn't take as long, but it still took time. Secondly, don't try to get too much into short copy, just enough to get the prospect to move to the next step. Asterisk, except when the situation Nathan just described. And three, a great way to start short copy is with a top of mind theme. Okay, all great tips. And I just want to do a double reminder. We did do, oh gosh, Bill Schley. That's, that's I'm pronouncing his mm -hmm. name correct, right? Bill Schley, yeah. yeah. We had Bill Schley come on and do an episode one time with us and he got into how to really shorten and, and add punch to your sales copy as well. So if you enjoyed this episode, go over to Copywriters Podcast and do a search for microscripts, and that episode should come up as well. A great companion to what we talked about today. And in general, head on over to copywriterspodcast.com. Check out all the stuff that we have over there for you. And uh, while you're there, make sure that you like and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. And until next time, we will catch you later. Catch you later. Are you getting tired of using the hero's journey in your sales copy over and over again? My book, The Persuasion Story Code, will help you put together stories that convince your prospects and resolve their objections. If you're a copywriter, you'll appreciate that every single one of the 25 kinds of stories in this book have been proven time and time again in profitable sales copy. But I've also used these kinds of stories to close five and six figure deals for my own business, and so have many of my clients. These stories are easy to create and easy to tell. They sound like ordinary conversation, but they are all designed and proven to lead to a yes. You can get the Persuasion Story Code on Amazon.com. So get your copy today. This is the Copy and Funnels Podcast Network.